This episode of Tinfoil Tales comes with a content warning and a reminder that this podcast is for mature audiences only. Unless I haven't been paying attention, man, the moon doesn't look normal. You keep the pressure on, correct? We stay until we win, is that right? At the moment, you're under arrest for incitement. Have you guys been following me? We're winning, folks. Okay, we're winning. We're pushing back the dark. You ask simply two questions to find a filthy Freemason demolet. Where did you go to school? Which primary school? Which high school? And who's your daddy? Hey everyone, I'm Sauce. Hello listeners, I'm Sandy. We thought we'd put a quick episode together on a week full of protests and counter-protests and how a beautiful community has come together to push back the dark. Okay, so it has been pretty hectic, so we'll jump right into it. So last Saturday, there was a little bit of a rally organized by the NSN, who we last saw acting as a little bit of a vanguard for Posey Parker. So they released a flyer detailing an anti-immigration rally to be held at the Sacred Steps, because where else in Melbourne would you protest but on those bloody steps? (laughs) Um, So it was quickly passed around all the Telegram channels, Then an edit of the flyer appeared where they kind of removed their NSN branding and made it a little bit more Australiana. And then that one then got shared around all the different channels too. Someone in a My Place group shared it with a comment that said, I'm going and taking an I support Moira sign. I mean, the absolute irony. Yeah, I did laugh when I saw that one as well. It just made me laugh. It was a little bit sad. Like, I don't know if Moira wants you... (laughs) attaching her yet again to these Nazi boys, but okay. Um, But look, there were a few posts that were kind of, you know, saying that, you know, they're not all that bad. Pirate John Wilson said that, you know, Tom so kind of makes a little bit of sense, you know, which is a little bit of a worry. Then CAF, which is Campaign Against Racism and Fascism, put up a counter flyer, counter protest, and called for as many people as possible to get down to Parliament about 11am. So I decided to head in and have a little bit of a look-see, mainly because I wanted to see what the freedom fighting warrior family was going to make of the whole thing. It was actually quite interesting because I wondered whether the two groups, this would be the thing that actually brought those two groups back together for the day, but it wasn't. They did still stay in their little pro-Trump, anti-Trump pockets, which, which was quite interesting. So in preparation for the day, the police had actually set a barrier up all around the Spring Street intersection, so you couldn't get into that intersection at all. And they also had a stop and search notice for the wider area. Obviously, with Carf saying that they'd be there at 11, the gym rats decided to get there a little bit earlier. They got there about 10, because obviously they wanted to get that photo that they crave on the steps. So they did. They got up on the steps. They had a little photo shoot only to be met with some pretty good yarding from a lone voice. That video is up on Twitter if you're looking for it. 
So these fucking champs are on the steps of Parliament. You're a pedophile. Yeah, and they're shouting shit like this, right? You know? You're a pedophile. Oh, you're a fucking pedophile. They don't have a lot of rhetoric. They don't have a lot of fucking, you know, I don't know. I suppose they're into debating and shit. I'm not, but they're still fucking shit at it. And uh, here they are. Hitler's fucking great-grandchildren. Bunch of fucking inbreds. Well, actually, you have to be a little bit compassionate because a lot of these people are literally fucking children. This bloke over here, Thomas Sewell, what he does is he grooms teenage boys who are standing here to join his Nazi organisation. I guess that's why they're so into this concept of pedophiles and groomers and shit. Because that's exactly what they're doing. Fuck off back to Ireland, cunt. The fucking Irish cunt over here. You're a disgrace to the Irish people. Disgraciado. Go. Yeah, so for some reason I'm standing here by myself. Which is... Not fucking ideal. Safe to say, they don't actually seem to know what to do when someone just completely verbals them. It was like, it's a funny video. It's like just one guy just yelling stuff at them. And yeah, but he's like, also hey. good at doing that stuff. Like, I was listening, oh, where do you come up yeah. with this stuff? And it's and like that- they just don't know what to say back. So they're yeah. just like, yeah, you pedo protector. Yeah, pre- yeah, pedo. But uh, that was uh, Sean Bedlam. Yes. And, um, oh, he's great. I I get a real kick out of his socials. He's just yes, got he's this very, sarcasm, very, very, very sarcastic. Funny. And he's, he's a comedian. He's funny. So not long after they did their little thing, um, a small contingent of anti-fascists actually approached them, which obviously got Vic Paul... <laughs> A little bit nervous and they decided it was like time for all that to be done so they literally threw our gym bros and their bags <laughs> off the steps they just like tarf the bags tarf them give them a little bit of a paper spray get them off those steps. left their plates their weight plates what do you call those that you put on <laughs> weights left them there on the steps I, um, no one knows what happened to those who picked them up in the end i don't, don't know, know. <laughs> i don't know so as per last time they stood in a line behind the cops kind of just stood around for a while to be honest then it was time for them to leave so off they trot in a little line off they go were they throwing signs hitler signs of course of course this time though they weren't going to get away quite so easily and they were met with some pretty fierce opposition and then all the chaos that ensued a hero was born someone with an incredibly good arm (laughs) what looked to be a tin of soup maybe and it's only gone and cracked tommy boy Square in the knackers. Oh, the footage of that. He went down like the proverbial and his face afterwards. Oh, he was so sad. Poor thing. He was sad. And then they actually all kind of looked a bit sad from that point. And then they just got sadder as it went on. They were escorted to the park. They just stood there for a while being heckled from across the road. They, you know, were down on their haunches. <laughs> they were stuck. They were surrounded by people who did not want them there. <laughs> they were. So they got escorted back to their cars, only to discover that they had flat tires. <laughs> I mean, what are the chances that they'd all have flat tires? Yeah, what are the chances? Nazi scum! Nazi scum! Nazi scum! Nazi scum! Nazi scum! 
Okay, so when we did the last episode, we spoke about Monash Council and that drag story hour that was going ahead. And then it was cancelled and everyone was pretty pissed off. Actually, a lot pissed off and heartbroken and devastating. Mm. Oh, people decided that enough was enough and it was time for action. So this is where Rainbow Community Angels was born. Here is a clip from Dean and Rachel's morning show on joy.org.au discussing what Rainbow Community Angels is all about. I will pop the link to the full interview with co-founder and manager Felicity Marlowe in the show notes. Get onto it. Hey, I'm Rach. And I'm Dean. And we're from Joy Breakfast. We hope you enjoy this Joy podcast. Now it's time... We are hopping into the Jean Jean time machine. And today I want to talk about angels. Uh, angels, or more specifically angel wings, which have become a proud, peaceful tradition in our communities in times of trouble and protest, when it's important that the right message is sent to the communities who need to see and hear it. Not only do people dressed as angels act as a peaceful symbol of protest in the face of people who use aggression when protesting, but their wings act as a literal physical barrier, shielding people from the hate and having to view it. Now, this is something um, you're familiar with as well. Like, we've seen the pictures within our community. This sits within our history. Yes. But it has... The way in which it sits is is a very unfortunate way. Yeah. So Where did it stem from? This is a tradition that actually started uh, with the murder of Matthew Shepard in 1998. Matthew's murder was seen as one of the worst anti-gay hate crimes in American history that we're aware of. And the news of this murder travelled all around the world. Now, during the trials, when members of the Westboro Church picketed and protested in support of the people who murdered Matthew, Matthew's classmates, uh, draped in white fabric, created giant angel wings that stopped Matthew's family and supporters from having to see that that hate and and experience it physically as they entered and exited the trial, which is a really beautiful thing. And we're talking really big wings. Yes. So really big wings to create this beautiful, beautiful corridor so that people could at least be shielded from seeing and experience it at this really terrible time, you know. And, And they stood there silently and peacefully as a way to block the homophobic hate that existed. And this was also something that happened during Matthew's funeral. Now, uh, this is also something that uh, happened in 2016 at the funerals of people uh, shooting victims from the Orlando nightclub and shielded them from homophobic protesters and allowing people the space they needed to mourn and come together as a community. It also happened here in Australia in Victoria, Rach. Yes. This happened in 2017, just up the road from the Vic Pride Centre at St Kilda Town Hall. Minus 18 were hosting a queer formal. And I don't know if you remember at this time, but it was something that had been talked about uh, in Parliament, saying it was dangerous, mentioning that drag queens from the GH Hotel were going to be coming to teach our children And this was all around the time of safe schools as well. It was was a lot. Young people were really the focus. It was really really being used as a weapon and mechanism to really hate on our community. So, uh, Minus 18 were hosting a formal at the St Kilda Town Hall and a bunch of community members 
has got together, inspired by this angel's past history, and created their own LGBT angels that had massive wings. They got themselves some dot sequins to wear as well, uh, looking fabulous and a bit of colour splashed on. And uh, they created a safe, something safe for the kids to experience because there were threats that people were going to arrive and people were going to pick it and people were going to um, have a problem with this formal. Now, none of that actually happened, which is wonderful. And what instead happened was that these young people were welcomed by elders in the community and by broader people in the community to be welcomed into the event, to be seen and to be safe. And when events are cancelled and support and uh, events are cancelled that support and affirm our communities, it sends a message that it's not safe to be yourself or be visible in your own community. And we don't want that. This fuels bullying and hate. So these angels are a way to peacefully protect and shield. And one of the things I love about them is it's not just community coming together, but it's big wings that are fabulous and big. It's so, it's like I'm just trying to think back to that night and the following morning probably when things were cancelled and like Twitter was, you know, like 50% heartbreak and 50% fury and like I really think that people were like, nah, this is bullshit. And then it was just like um, after that it was like, this one over here is being cancelled and this thing over here is being cancelled. Yeah. And I can't, it was just like cancelled, 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 cancelled. Mm. And I remember feeling really, really frustrated and feeling like, wow, how does that happen? How do you live in a city where these people can just throw threats around and everyone just bows down to them? Mm. Oh, it was just devastating. So a little, we had a little bit of a spark of sunlight, a little bit of ray mm. of hope, just a little bit of hope when out came the elders, the elders of the LGBTQIA plus community who decided that they weren't going to see this happening to the young people of of Melbourne uh, who they don't, they've come too far to let all this this all this all bullshit happen. Mm. So Rainbow Community Angels was born for from the elders who came out and said, look, we're not going to take this. We need to come up with a good response. So obviously having calf gathering together, they wanted to protect the library. They wanted to stand out front and counter protest, but Vic Pole and Everybody involved, it was just the logistics of that weren't really, would have maybe potentially have had some fights going on. Look, I don't know if there, I I don't know if there would be. I think it's the, I think a lot of it's the fear of the unknown. I think because they'd never done one and no one had ever had one. I think it was very difficult for all the parties, the library, the council, the police, to get a picture in their head of how this thing could actually happen. Yeah, and there wasn't really anyone kind of at the time, while there was a, there were people protests, but there wasn't really anybody taking charge that was going to, we really needed somebody that could come in and prove to them that they had it organised, that they were going to do yeah. it in a way that was going to satisfy everybody, that was going mm. to keep everybody safe and it was going to be a, a good, safe well-organised, well-supported response and along comes Felicity who is just like a, an angel of her own, already ready to go. They had an idea, they had support from the librarians, got their tra- their union supporters as well. Mm. 
to come on board. Sean Malkay, who was part of the Rainbow Lobby group. And it's just like all these little pieces all kind of come came together. And I remember looking at it going, oh, this looks really good. Looks mm. really, really promising. And we got up to two days ahead of Altham. And the CEO decided then to, to cancel it because the police decided that there was going to be more fighting. Due to the fact that the NSN neo-Nazi group had been standing on the steps, as we explained earlier, and they had been targeting these events online. And then the library couldn't really hold an event that was going against police advice. Correct. You know, like I just think that it does get into a, it gets into a space where bureaucracy yeah, trumps, trumps everything else. Because if something had gone wrong, then the library could have been made Correct. legally responsible because Correct. they went against police advice. Yep. Yep. So the Rainbow Community Angels had a workaround, didn't they? Mm. Very clever, very yeah. clever workaround and uh, decided then to take the event on on their own. Well, I think what they'd said early on was regardless of whether Storytime moves online or not, we'll still go there. And I think that that gave people who wanted to go and support and families who wanted to go and attend, I think it just gave them some confidence that even if the event's cancelled, we can still make a plan to go there because I think that's always the confusion. Yes. If the thing gets cancelled, is it on? Is it not on? Should I go? Should I not go? So they very early said, regardless of whether it happens or not, we will be there and we will be celebrating Ida Hobbit Day. And we will be having fun and we will be having music and we will be having dancing and bring your kids and bring your dogs and we're just going to have a great time. So I think that's fundamentally what made it a success because that's why people went. People went to say, we're here, we're not going anywhere. And we're not getting cancelled. You're not scaring us away. Yeah. (laughs) We're part of this community. A lot of the people who went to the library on that day were actually members of the Eltham community. People who actually live in Eltham, who that was their library. Yeah. So yeah. why should they not go to their library? Why not? Why should they hide who they are because other people don't like it? Yeah. And so at the end of the day, what how it worked was then the uh, Rainbow Community Angels had also worked very close with Dean Akuri, who is Frog Hudson. Yes. And... They decided, well, if the library is going to basically cancel it, they said they'd go online for a little bit there. But if they, if the library can't hold this, we're going to hold it. We're going to hold it out the front. So that is really important to note. And that's what the Rainbow Community Angels wanted it to be well known, is that this became their event. It wasn't the library's event. So the library yep. still did cancel, but they held their event still and they they're the ones they protected themselves and they did an amazing job we'll talk more about that Mm. but they also allowed the drag queen story hour to go ahead yeah and they protected their own event correct it happened it worked they never got cancelled in the end much to everyone's surprise especially the people yelling shit at the front who had no idea that that was going on like they didn't know till like eight or nine o'clock that night. <laughs> like I was so devastated. I'm like, come on. Like at one point I'm like, should I just jump in there and tell them? 
<laughs> just to kick this off. <laughs> I, I did look back at the footage. I spent a, I'd gone back a couple of times and I really love it. I believe it's Judy B and she's mm. out there and she's like, gays against groomers coming on. She's like, ha, 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 ha. You know, she's laughing at it. She thinks she's just so clever. She was making them go yay to her gays against groomers. And I'm sitting there kind of going, hmm, she has no idea. Here she is thinking she's smart. She has Correct. no idea. They're actually holding that drag queen story out in front of her face. Correct. Just just behind those people. Yeah. So you're not so smart after all. No. So we went down there, got ourselves a nice cup of coffee, by the way, if you haven't been to Eltham Library. It's a very nice library and it's got terrific coffee shops right next door to it. So if you want to head up there and have a look and have a coffee. So we got our coffee and started having a little bit of a look around and, you know, Sandy very quickly spotted a little little table of, you know, like people playing, you know, Jesus will save you kind of tunes. They were, they were sitting, it's, it's like a deck and down below where the angels and the marshals are all practicing their, their little steps that they've got to do for the day, they were got running through their little methods. And there was a table beside me and I noticed, I, I kind of figured that I think they're my place, women. And so I stood beside them, kind of just looking over the balcony and just kind of pretending to mind my own business. But they had, it took me a minute to realise she had her phone up on the on the balcony, um, what's the called? what's that called? The rail. The rail. Sorry, I'm so bad with words. <laughs> so they had, the, they had, she had her phone up on the rail and it's playing Jesus music. So she's like trying to drown out the queer people down below with the Jesus music. Like they're going to, she's going to convert them by playing that. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. They didn't stay up there very long. They ended up heading down and over to the other side of yeah. the the road and joined all the rest of the protesters so basically just so that visually people get so there's like a car park road that runs down the library was on one side and the protesters were on the other side they were they were gathered there and look as the day went on more and more the more and more arrived you know at the start time of 10 o'clock i think they were summonsed there wasn't that many of them there to be honest but you know at their peak there was probably I don't know, 40 people? Yeah, I would say that's about fair. Yeah. At about, their peak. Yeah, about 40 of them. A lot of familiar faces, you know, a lot of familiar faces. The faces you see. And the faces Saturdays. of note are Randall, Randall Crocker, mm. and um, he's there. He's the instigator of all of that. He's been, I think we talked about him in that last that yeah. last episode um, with Julia Starr or Bebenek, whatever her name is. Um and they were very much anti-drag queen. They've been going against drag queens for probably a good solid 12 months. Yep. And he was there, he was there obviously. And Gail. So there's Gail is mm. uh, the kind of Darren's little right-hand uh, yeah. lady. She yep. was interviewed by Emily Baker at the ABC. She's kind of like the friendly face to My Place. Um, and a few other familiar faces from different my places around the place. BC. Yes, and we saw we saw the um, campaign manager of the highly successful Freedom Party of Victoria's political campaign. Um, That's Andrew, right. Andrew, he was there on the yes. day. Yeah, he was being a bit annoying and obnoxious and loud. Yep. You're losing the battle. You're losing the battle. And we're going to shut you all down. 
Yep, and obviously we had uh, shit hats of Cider in in Steph, who live streamed, and uh, oh my god, like obviously we were there, so we didn't watch it at the time. I watched it when I got home. <laughs> Could she have been more whiny? Ah, oh, like that from Karen uh, with a K. Oh my god, it was like an hour and a half of her whining about the fact that the police said, "If you don't move, I'll do you for." breach of the peace like she yeah. went on about it for an hour and a half they can do it but what about me <laughs> she was so whiny share it out guys this is where we're at i'm not even allowed on the other side now this is as far as i can go the cops are stopping me yep just to put my coffee cup in the bin go figure can't even walk into the library and i've been told that library might actually deny access to the toilet to me as well. Because I am on the side that we are, library, the library, a public place might actually deny access to bathrooms. It was funny because uh, she had walked into the yep. group beforehand and I we actually did spot her do that. And she'd walked in, we thought she was working into the way the children were chalking and just you know playing blowing bubbles and mm. doing their own thing the families were kind of gathering and then she kind of went around she filmed them all and like what is with these people who claim to be about saving children protecting children mm. filming mm. other people's mm. children mm. that fucking pisses me off mm. i'm sorry but it is not on yep. like seriously yep. it's not on then she goes over across the other way, she goes out and she comes back for a second time, but this time everyone's on to her and they block her view. Yep, she wasn't getting in again. She, she's filming kids. Like she's, no, you're not welcome over there. You're yeah. creepy. It's yeah. just creepy the way they It act. is. There was one lady who was yelling and I, I remember hearing this and I've gone back into the footage and you can hear it. So I will clip it. But she's yelling at, there were young people there, there were children there, there were toddlers and babies and all that, and she was yelling about books in mm. libraries teaching kids say. how to have anal sex. Correct. And she yelled that over. Yep. I remember I sat I was like, oh! The books in the right, library. guys, let's have a look. people's support. <sighs> have books in the library for young children. Every time they would talk, the crowd would just go, woo! And it was was driving them, like, mental. These are people who are not used to, got to remember, they have had the run of the streets for two-plus years. When they've been out on the weekends, marching around the streets, one shot, two shot, three shot, four. How many shots till you hit the floor? <laughs> this is the same people, you know, like they've been allowed to say what they want, do what they want with no pushback, nothing. And now all of a sudden, here they are yelling out their normal stuff and being completely and utterly ignored. 
people. There was one lady, I think it might have been the same lady about the books, but she's like, just don't do this to our children. And they're like, you could tell she was getting, she's like, they're not listening. They're yeah. not listening. And it really like broke her. So she was like, yeah, she didn't right. know what to do with it. And she's like, I, but you don't care. She goes, you don't care. <laughs> they were just, they, it was just great watching them. It's like, you know, on Twitter, how, you know, how much I love to mute people. Because yeah. just yeah. the knowledge of knowing that we they, think, block, we mute. they think that they're winning by yelling at me and I've already muted you, mate. Like, go <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was like that in real life. Yes. It was like they were actually on mute and they were just yelling into the abyss and no one was paying any attention to them. So you were you were you know well and truly in the midst of it. So tell yes. us tell us what was going on down there. Okay, well I was obviously in with the families because I had my little family there. I am proud, not ashamed to say, I took my son. He's four, and I yep. took him. I was like, I am not you know listening to these people saying that it's bad or anything. And I was like, I want to go to my own. I want to go. I want to see what it's all about. I actually had yep. never been to one before. So I was like, well, I'm going to go and check this out. And I had caught wind that possibly he was going to be there, like it was, uh, that it was going to happen, which gave me even more resolve. I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to sit down. Well, I've got mm. to tell you that when they gathered everybody around into a circle and then we got everybody to come over and the angels to block, so they shield yeah. us, they, they cocooned us, and they, we put all the kids down in the front and then – we're sitting there and they're like, okay, so they were doing some songs, you know, just kind of preparing the kids for it. Everyone was getting a little bit excited. We're like, okay, it was so good. And then out walks Frock Hudson with beautiful, curly, big, blonde, wig, mm. beautiful outfit with like this rolling scarf thing. I, look, I'm not, I'm not into fashion, so I don't know how to even explain it. <laughs> that would make sense. But the crowd just went off. It was like a superstar had walked in and we were just cheering and going, yes, because we freaking knew that they were over there yelling and we kept it going. You are all absolutely amazing and it's wonderful to see you all here. I'm going to get them with a story because I'll start crying. <laughs> I'm wearing too much makeup to make up. So the first story I'm going to read the atmosphere was incredible. There was not one dry eye. We were all, we all had tears in our oh, eyes. It's beautiful. Frock had tears in her eyes. We, she sat down and she pulled out her book and everyone was just like, this is so fantastic. 
and she read about quite a few books actually there was about I think maybe seven books but what she would explain about the books is why she read it was that this was written by a parent of a trans child so Mm -hmm. it had a lovely message about accepting your child it had um, my shadow is pink about a little boy who just felt a little bit different everybody else was shadow was blue and his was pink and loved to twirl and loved to dance and it was a lot about how the experience is for children who feel just a little bit different and then how families, so it was about other families, other types of families, and these are families that exist in our community. Even if they're not ours, they are still out there. And it was just lovely. It was the messages were beautiful. I think my my son was engaged, definitely engaged for the first two books. That's about all you're going to get out of my son. He yeah. doesn't have the attention span. But he was engaged and I was engaged. Like, oh, yeah. it was just beautiful. My daughter as well, she was there. She wanted to check it all out as well. And there was little kids and they would walk up to Frock and they would uh, and they were just interacting about the book and they were coming out and Frock's demeanour around children is really, really lovely. There was just nothing that I could say that was dirty, that was inappropriate. It was lovely. There was just nothing. Yeah. And so this whole thing is just <sighs> panic. It's just silly. Yeah. <laughs> And what was going on on the outside while you were doing that was... This is what you were looking at, hey? The the marshals really amped up their dancing, their singing, (laughs) their cheering, their chanting, their whistling, their howling, because that was for some reason really annoying the protesters that they were going, (laughs) every time they tried to speak. So, like, their attention was just completely drawn to them dancing and singing and they just had no clue whatsoever that just over the back there there was actually stories being read to kids and guess what it was fine nothing happened to the kids no no they nothing all at all time and they all heard some stories lovely. and yeah it's just wild it was it was crazy yeah and so the just like back on the books thing I know everyone I I think there was something said on the project by Courtney Act saying that they're reading stories about caterpillars and like no not really um they are geared towards the uh, the LGBTQIA plus communities but I was having to think about that and now I am actually part of a step family and I remember being a stepmom um this is going back quite a bit 15 years ago when step families and really weren't quite it was Mm. it was kind of a bit odd yeah and or it was just kind of divorce rates were going up and it was becoming starting to become more common and I remembered at the time having a book called mum's house and dad's house and those books were catered around children in schools or in you know in libraries or whatever that may have had step parents or Mm. broken families they own they come from two homes so it really is just about including them into the, the world is not, we're not heteronormative. So uh, that's how, that's what it came across to me when they were reading the mm. books to me. It was really just to include. And a lot of those people that were with me were also these rainbow families, the rainbow families that we all talk about. It's based around them. And I just found it really educational. I, I learned yeah. a lot actually just by sitting there. I and, don't understand uh, this thing that they've got going on about the kinds of books that are in libraries right 
And yeah. oh my God, there's like all these queer books in libraries. Can I tell you that as a single parent to a son, he asked me boy type questions and I'm I'm not a boy. Right. So I had, I had to find the ant. <laughs> I had to go and do some research on, you know, what my son might be thinking or feeling as he goes through puberty because... I'm not a boy. I'm a girl. If I'd yeah. had a girl, I wouldn't I need to go and read the book because I would have known exactly what my daughter was going through. But I had no idea what my son was going through in puberty. So yeah. I went to the library and I borrowed a book about it. Yes. Doesn't make me a groomer. No, that's doesn't right. Make, it doesn't, doesn't mean the library's me, bad for having correct. It just meant books. that I needed some information for what my son may or may not have been going through, and I decided to go and rent a book <laughs> and actually read about it. And also imagine those families now, those parents who have children who are coming out to them as gay or trans or yeah. questioning, and you have no idea what's going on. So you go down to your library and you borrow a book. Right. And this 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 thing that, you know, we saw a video of like an absolute raven lunatic in Queensland go in and like have a problem with there were sex education books that were obviously specifically around queer sex right mate how many books do you think there are in that library for straight sex there are puberty books for <laughs> like come for on teenagers come on that's right it's not about the books sandy as you and i always say yeah it's not about yeah. the books it's not about the drag queens it's they just don't want queer at all and you see that in comments. I mean, how many comments have we seen where people will say, oh, this is why we shouldn't have let them have same-sex marriage? That what do you has mean? been What do you mean, have let, have let them? Yeah, that's right. I should not have voted yes, I regret it. It's not it. yours to give. Yeah. Isn't it gross? <laughs> oh, they are. They're they're. So we're going to be, we'll be burning books next, for sure. Oh, right. We're, we are on a slippery slope. We just are with the, with this, and that's why the community, and I'm not talking about, you know, just the queer community. I mean the community. Yes, as a whole. If, if you are someone who lives in the city of Monash, you should be letting your council know that you're not happy with people coming into your electorate and threatening your local councillors to make decisions in the electorate that they these people don't even live in. Now, there was also um, an article that went around saying that the mayors were gathering to mm. talk about this stuff. So also, I just, just thought of this, all this hatred and all of this um, attention that it's been building, there's actually defeated their purpose because on, on Ida Hobbit Day, on Wednesday, guess who was in Parliament House? Correct. Frock Hudson and Sam. Sam, correct. Sam is the drag queen that was going to do the Oakley Library who mm. copped it so freaking bad and so story time happened in Parliament. That wouldn't have happened without all of this. And 79 councils raised the flag. Right. So all 79 all 79. So it does feel like there's some hope coming up. Now, 
the what was making why rainbow community angels was so important was that somebody needed to show australia how it's done it was just a great day and it was just like even though across the street yeah. there was people there that were just so full of vitriol and hate it's like it didn't make it across the street because it was so joyful and happy and dancing and singing and I gotta tell you this little podcaster got into it I was in there with them I was dancing with them I was singing with them I had my daughter beside me mm. and we were dancing and singing and and we were hugging and I gotta tell you guys the vibe I just I love these people so much yeah it was it was it was lovely and I think that it was the community showing that they can protect themselves and that people can come together and just create an environment that was just full of happiness and hope. And look, the, the police were there. There were police there. Um, you had, you overheard a really good interaction. Yes, I did. I did. When, when we first, about. yeah, when we first got there, uh, a lady was just going to the library, to be honest. And she had, she was carrying a little baby and she said to the police, oh, <laughs> what's going on here? And the policeman said to her, look, I'm not sure if you know, there was supposed to be a drag story hour here today. And unfortunately, it had to be cancelled and moved online. And, you know, you might have heard that there's been quite a few that that's had to happen. You know, and the cops said, you know, it's just such a real shame that it's had to happen. Um, so the community are here today just to celebrate, have a great day. I think they're going to be singing some songs. They're going to be playing some music. They've got angels here to, you know, just make it fun and interesting for the kids. And there'll probably be some protesters. And then the cops like, I don't know what's wrong with them. Like, but, and it was just like a really natural interaction of the summary of the day. So we had but, somebody who was supportive from the Vic police. <laughs> yeah, it looks... <laughs> And look, they did come in at the end. They did because it is important to note that this whole thing was organised together with, and this is something that my place and all that will never achieve, is actually where you can go come together with councils, with police, with libraries. Right, and there was, you know, the mayor was there. The, the mayor was there. Right. Like, the, <laughs> like you might think that you beat the council, but right. they didn't. Because the council were there supporting it. And so so the angels kind of proved that you work together with them yeah. and you can have success better that way without having to send threats to anybody. Nobody well, sent look, Pretty much the only anyone. time the police really got involved in it at all was when Steph did keep trying to come back. She is quite, she's an instigator. She goes yeah. over, she likes to cause a little bit of trouble. She's a rebel, yeah. rebel rouser. Yeah, and obviously the media were there. They spoke to a few of the protesters. They spoke to a few people from the community. The coverage I saw was very brief because unlike them who say they don't watch mainstream media, yet they seem to know everything that happens on mainstream media. I actually don't watch. <laughs> I actually don't want the new, watch the news. <laughs> <laughs> I get all my news from them. <laughs> yeah, I don't watch the news. Um, <laughs> but that's because, yeah, Rupert Murdoch is the virus. <laughs> <laughs> there you go tell us how you really feel there you go but look it was a terrific day it was a, an amazing success story 
you know, like, I think it was amazing. I think it was amazing that the story time in Perth went ahead under immense pressure as well. Um, but right. that one went ahead. We know that Newcastle went ahead previously. So Newcastle had shown us too that it was successful. Correct. And at the end of the day, they're only short, small groups that are coming up, are popping up, that will actually turn up. There's a lot, they can get a lot of people to send an email, yep. but they can't get a lot of people on the ground. And I think that is that was the real benefit of Eltham was they shot their best shot. They got 40 people there. It was pretty organized. They had little banners and they had stupid little signs that they were holding up. One of them said, protect your childs. Yeah. <laughs> the other one, there was another sign that <laughs> sat, that had the word Cox on it. I yes. just want to point that out because that's not appropriate at a children's event. No. That's not protecting no, children at so. all, is it? That's quite disgusting, I, actually. Right. I wouldn't have I thought mean, so. who brought the who brought the disgusting stuff to this event? Mm. Mm. It's pretty gross. So then we also had a target, um, an event targeted, which was the Mornington Pride Formal that mm. was being ha- that was being held. Actually, tonight, that was tonight. Right. And Morgan put up a post. Now, he, him and Randall had kind of targeted this, this a couple of months ago and then yeah, they, they rehashed had. it a bit. Yeah. And this one really kind of upset me because there was no drag queens. At this one, it's not a drag queen story hour. It was just youth. It was... LGBTQIA youth uh, from 10 to 17 years of age and they were pretty much talking a big talk that they might want to go and do something about that. So a lot of emails got sent out about that. I can only imagine mm. what those emails would have been like. Mm-hmm. And But all is well. Uh, it appears that no one turned up on that day and that, that event actually went ahead. So but they again, did get some sense. Again, right. So to save the children... You're going to go and heckle children? That's right. To save the children. <laughs> yeah, that's creepy as. It's creepy. It is. You're They're creeps. Film children entering their They're creeps. Middle-aged really men creeping on children. That's right. Mm. But luckily no no one turned up, which is that we know of apparently. So mm. that one that one went ahead. So yep. they've left and that alone. Today. You had something today. Over at Oakley, they also had an event in the park across the road from the Oakley Library. So this was also part of the LGBTQIA plus community. Yes, it was. They they organised this one themselves. That's right. So they were taking – this wasn't Rainbow Community Angels. It was separate, but it was other groups that wanted to do a similar thing. Yeah, so it was, again, it was lovely. It was in the park across the street. There were, you know, quite a few people there. They had and quite they, a few drag queens too, yes, didn't they? Yes, they had three, three different wow. um, performers and they were amazing and it it was lovely. It was lovely. There were stories read to children. The children were having a ball. They were ch- playing with chalk and, you know, it was all very bright and gorgeous and colourful. And That's it. That's and all that this was is. It. It's all that and, is. Yeah. And, it's so you know, silly. The world kept turning and the sun will come up tomorrow and, Stories were read to kids. There we go. That's and, it. And our freedom fighters are licking their little wounds because they got tricked and didn't win and they they suffered a big loss here. Oh, huge loss. And I think there's <laughs> going to be more losses. I think there's going to be yeah. more action against them And look, I now. think as well um, I actually saw Sean, the Yardie boy that we spoke about earlier. He All was right. actually at Oakley today. 
just you keeping know, and, an eye on things. And I did like make a passing comment that it's a little bit the same as, you know, these guys versus the NSN. They've had it their own way for two years and nothing puts them on the back foot more than a crowd. That's right. So that's how we push them back by showing up to stuff and just going, you know what? No, I don't agree with the way you think. So I'm going to come and show this cause, this whatever it is, whether it's a climate change protest or a drag story hour, I'm just going to show up and show you that your view is actually the minority. Yeah, because they were vastly outnumbered at both events, actually. Um, it, Correct. At the, at the Eltham Library. I think they, so as we said before, we didn't talk about the other numbers, but we had, so they had 40. And yeah. I think on our side, we had a couple of hundred. Oh, for sure. At least. Yeah. It was fantastic. Yeah, it was packed. Yeah, we had a lot. And there was a, a lot, lot of, people of people coming and going, and there was a lot of people bringing their children that obviously, mm-hmm. like I say, live around Eltham. This is their local library. The kids were loving it. One little, one little girl looked really sad at one point. And I'm like, what's wrong with her? And her mum said, oh, she really, really wants one of the, like, streamers, you know, that people were like. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she didn't have one. And one of the angels straight away just said, here, you can have mine. And this little girl was just so happy that she was now part of it. And she had, like, a little thing to wave along with, with the music. It was terrific. And it, I just saw a lot of people actually protecting children. Yeah. There we go. So if you want to get involved with the Rainbow Community Angels, we actually recommend that get out there and you'll have fun. You'll have so much fun, I guarantee it. There may be events in the future. We, you know, there will likely after this week, there will likely be some more drag queen story hours that will start popping up again. I think they will try again. I think Mm. that'll happen. And there may be some need for marshals marshalling is quite easy you just turn up on the day you get a little bit of training beforehand you can train for a couple of hours i think it's two hour training or something uh, in the days leading up before and then you just make basically you hold the line you stay you stay at the front and you just dance and you sing and you make lots of noise and you just keep the peace you can be an angel you can wear the wings you can go and help craft craft those wings if you wanted or you can just show up on the day and just add your body and then just come and dance. That's all you do. Yeah. That is, you literally come. Correct. You'll come across, everybody will be dancing. Everyone will be, will welcome you. They love allies. You don't have to be part of the LGBTQIA plus community. You can be an ally. Come on in. Everyone's welcome and just love and just have fun and dance and scream and block out some idiots. Correct. And there are other ways you can also support them. They have a Facebook page. We'll link the. We'll put a link in the notes. You can donate money. They've got to go fund me. Yep. Follow their Facebook page and keep in touch. Um, but get involved. It's so much fun. And this is a way that we've all been talking about these idiots for for a long time. Well, we've had our th- we've had our thing for a year. <laughs> Before that, it was the conditional release program podcast with Joel and Jack yep. as well. We've done this for three years. It's a finally, this is a way that we can all, and come join me and Sauce. We will, <laughs> we've met a few, few comrades, we have. we haven't have. we, along we the have. way. It's yeah. been great. But just get involved. And 
Like I say, if it's not this, get involved at your local council. Get Find a local issue that they are trying to love bomb. You know, like, find something in your community that, that you want to support and, and show up to a council meeting or put in a question, you know, or get involved in a climate change action group, or if CARF's your thing, get involved with that. Get out there, get on the streets. If you want to push back, you're not pushing back on them by retweeting all their stuff. You push back on them by showing up. Get involved. Boots on the ground. Come on, Anzacs. Get to it. Come on, Anzac. <laughs> but we will be back in your ears probably sooner this time because we're going to, we're already writing the next episode. A lot of it's already been done on the on the fly, so we thought though that this what stuff was all really fresh, so we'd just bang it out, get it out there so that you can be completely up to date before we start. Because this thing's moving so fast. Oh my gosh. That by it the is. time we do the next We've episode so there'll busy. probably be four other things that we need to give you an update on because things are moving pretty quick. As usual, you can follow us on Sauce149 and Sunny Sandy L, that's double E L, Sandy with double E's, on Twitter. Okay, everyone, stay safe and we will talk to you all again soon. Bye bye. Okay, bye. Stay glowy. Bye. <laughs>